The following is a production of Different Brains. Visit us at differentbrains.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Hackey Reitman. Welcome to another episode of Exploring Different Brains. And today I'm finally going to meet somebody I really wanted to meet. Andrew Arbeau, who is the head of Driving with Autism. Andrew is a self-advocate, and he's going to talk all about driving for those of us whose brains are a little bit different. Andrew, welcome. Um, thank you for having, having me on here. Um, introduce yourself a bit more properly than I did, Andrew, if you don't mind. Um, no, I, can add, I can add a few additional notes. Um, I'm the founder of Driving with Autism. I'm also the director of community outreach through Planet Across the Spectrum in Farmington, Connecticut. I do a lot of outreach through there, and it is through Planet Across the Spectrum that I was able to pursue driving as a passion. So it's very much just a program and also a really cool side project. Probably might become my major down the road, but I love both places a lot. While my program's more online, but still, same idea. But <laughs> Tell us about driving with autism and how it came to be. Oh, my. I'm going to try to do this in a very condensed version. It, it's all personal. Um, personal. Um, I should probably mention um, the dinos with autism uh, years ago, years ago. And, and fast forward to like years after where I was kind of going to Kennedy College. I was kind of going for my associates. Uh, I graduated in 2018 just to give like a time timeline. And during that time, I realized I needed, I needed a license. Uh, to go over Connecticut. Uh, Connecticut is all over the place in transportation options. Like, like some districts are really good with public transport. I use buses to get me to the college over there. Other parts of Connecticut, um, not so much. Um, there's an east corner of Connecticut that's like very less. Like you, you won't be able to get anywhere with a bus. You pretty much have to drive. And then south side, there's the trains, and you have other other options as you go. So it's kind of all over the place and Connecticut's filled with highways. Some being ridiculously annoying, I might add, but <laughs> everything becomes doable after years of experience, even uh, three years of experience. Then um, after I obtained my license and gone for that and also dealt with barriers, like there wasn't a lot of, wasn't a lot of resources in Connecticut and everyone else is kind of scattered around, I found. And then I decided to do a presentation. I wanted to do something that speak about my own experience. Like one of the main, main features of driving with autism, but it's also from my own experience. I'm a huge believer in not speaking for everyone, especially something like autism that really is never a one size fits all. And if I did, and if I dare to, um, I'll be very embarrassed. <laughs> um, but anyway, anyway, so I did my first presentation with a, Kind of like a nonprofit, nonprofit that does a lot of family resources in the state. I got connected with driving school. I did a partnership that didn't last too long. Um, it was going it was going fine for the first several months. I kind of had this desire. I wanted to kind of branch out. I wanted to do something more nation, more nationwide. I want to do something that's a lot more meaningful in the one one. And so I find so I've since last month, like mid December. I established Driving with Autism, and here I am, and I'll be doing my first uh, webinar series uh, tomorrow, 
So I'm getting myself eager and I'm saving all my extra coffee as much as possible for that <laughs> 6 p.m. time of super coffee. So <laughs> uh, talk about some of the sensory issues related to driving with autism. Okay, um, well do. And it's also addressed in the program as well. Has a wild webinar series. It actually has a section called sens- sensory processing and how to limit sensory overload. Uh, driving, it carries a lot of sensory input. Kind of the feeling when you kind of go drive down a road, you kind of have that sensation. And a lot more noticeable in case your tires get really messed up or, or unfortunately popped, um, happened to me several months ago. And that feeling was something I haven't really forgotten. And I've always, I'm, they, they get kind of, very jarring and it's very easy to see why you must kind of keep in time your tires like it felt was a lot different you feel a lot more the traction of the world i think that's the way you say it like you feel a lot more but um sensory sensory wise um because there was a lot of sense of that i mean weather wise there's also just changes more like outside fortress because the weather there's also just traffic traffic uh highway traffic there's a lot of things that could add into the overall stress and again, it's not a one size fits all. There could be a lot of drivers that may have something more specific. I actually remember reading, I remember reading with one person that they preferred electric cars. It doesn't have like the kind of like the diesel cars. Um, I think it was like a sound thing. Um, it's been a while since I looked at it. And I always kind of looked in different perspectives. Uh, a while ago, I actually encouraged anyone on social media to post their experiences a bit um, if they wanted to, because I'm always kind of seeking more perspectives. I always like to see what's happening in the current uh, autism landscape, especially uh, transportation driving. But yeah, just a lot of like sensory uh, sensory matters. And not to mention mental states, but I'll let you speak, you're eager, so go ahead. <laughs> well, um, one of the big mental issues, if you will, is, um, that many of us have, but especially those of us who might be on the spectrum, is anxiety. Uh, And I guess when you drive, for some people, that can be on steroids. Uh, Tell us about dealing with anxiety. Oh, and that is actually another uh, topic. It's also in the webinar series. Um, I could probably answer what kind of the webinar series is because it's our main function over at Driving with Autism. Um, But anxiety could look different ways. And it's also, just trying to understand kind of the unknown to driving, because driving can be unbelievably vague and ambiguous. Uh, a lot of gray area factors, and because I'm not, again not speaking for every single person, but there is a good amount that do that really are very uh, will oriented in terms of uh, thinking style. So, like they know, like a lot of times it's know that you shouldn't try to go past cars. But there's a few times in case a car is parked on the side or something comes up or a work construction zone where you, you kind of have to. Like, you can't possibly wait for them. I mean, what happens if it's like five minutes? You'll be making half the traffic behind you extremely mad at you and adding to other issues. So there's a lot of great, it's those type of gray areas. Uh, one is, I actually did a lot of consultations a year ago with us. Uh, that family is kind of all around 50 states. It was another side thing with planning across the spectrum um, because there's been always been interest in driving. And it was one of the most common is how to deal with drivers that break the rules. And I've seen a lot, and I've actually seen some incredibly illegal um, light turns on red 
<laughs> in some states that you you're allowed to turn red as long as you stopped. It was on a two lane road where you could kind of go right on either lane. And in, and if that Pacific rule in the context of Connecticut, you're supposed to only do it if you're in the far right corner. Uh, this person on the left of me that is on the same right turn, yeah, they just they just went through the they just went through the light, went through the light. It was incredibly illegal, and I told my passenger I happened to have a friend there. It's like, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like stuff like that. And what one of the things I would tell people again, it's also um, based on the on the person. If I get enough perspective, like it's probably gonna be different in the solution side. And this is probably just my take. And again, everyone's different. Um, I just think of I just think of the type of drivers like that being as we're kind of worrying from them. Just imagine being the bad chefs and the bad uh, bar owners, fun kitchen nightmares, bar rescue, kind of worrying from that sort of crowd. Like you watch uh, Hell's Kitchen, for example, by Gordon Ramsay. You see a chef that does like a, made this law hamburger, just completely law. And it's like, I am not going to do this. <laughs> kind of learned from that. Reality TV, and they, they could possibly add could possibly add it into the filming. But still, kind of the point remains. <laughs> At your webinars, what other topics are covered? Okay, cool. All right. I'm excited to go over this. Um, it pretty much, uh, a lot of the main things is that we do, it's all prep driving. So it's kind of, so it's not really, it's kind of the very beginning uh, steps, steps and anyone wanted to pursue uh, driving. Um, the very first topic is moridation. I've always been a huge um, person on moridation being one of the major factors that can influence someone to drive or not, or just any sort of uh, life decision. Um, I actually, I actually wrote, uh, wrote about it in several uh, blogs of mine. So I started with that, which is appropriate and also goes over basics of transportation, the the barriers I mentioned before. Like it kind of touches upon that and pretty much, and the main idea is kind of create a roadmap and be able to help new drivers kind of make that decision. Like there would be the keys of their own uh, uh, master making. So um, all of the topics like sensory import, managing changes, dealing with anxiety, um, all of those are topics that that typically should be known, and it's and all the information is outside of driving schools, and it's universal. So there's not any state walls anyone needs to worry about. It's just the situations of just kind of specific experiences, and I kind of leave it uh, open ended. Open ended, and other topics include uh, parenting, how parents can accept the idea of doing something like this. Another one is how to add an IEP goals. Might be more for teens and adults, but I kind of made it, I actually made some of the content where even if someone's not probably not to have to worry about IEPs for the rest of their lives, especially if they're like young adults, um, the still information is, let's say the school system doesn't work out. What can you do outside of that? So I kind of go over some of that. So like each uh, each uh, slide, each like topic has a value where anyone from uh, parents, even professionals, uh, officers, because I do have a policing one and I made that as neutral as possible. So like each uh, topic has value, like anyone can get something out of that. And each and each each topic has like a downloadable like worksheet where it helps where it kind of helps them go over that and something that they can use uh, tailor made to their own uh, journey. Okay, I can tell you want to speak. Uh, go. <laughs> oh no, I'm just. It's uh, a lot. Uh, it's all good stuff. 
Um, because I'm thinking about the different perspectives. There's the perspective of the driver themselves. Then there's the perspective of the well-intentioned parent. And as my daughter often reminds me, Dad, sometimes good intentions are not enough. But tell us about driving from the perspective of the parent and what they can do to be supportive and helpful. Um, I'll do it again. This is from my own experiences, so it's probably going to be incredibly different to uh, everyone else. And what I've seen and what kind of like seeing my own, uh, my dad's perspective, I mean, he was with me for a good while and it took him a long time to get used to the idea of me driving. It took him a long time, just a lot of just continuous driving and making sure I don't get any accidents or anything. It took a good while. He was like, okay, he's kind of pretty much um, on board and he's kind of like a, he kind of became like a psychic. Like it tells me in case there's any ice or with anything, then being like a landscapes, uh, construction type of guy who has to deal with that weather conditions, especially Connecticut that's it's in the New England side and weather is all over the place. So that's kind of all the more reason to think about it. Like it snowed last night and I'm like, wait, why is it snowing? Huh. Why it snow? So I just took my time. I didn't, I don't want to deal with the slippery mess. <laughs> um, but really just, but I feel like for like neurovisual stuff for parent wise, I um, guess just being open and just know your person. If you know their like preferences, what they want to do and what not to do, I feel like that can make a big difference. So they won't be terrified to become like a kind of like a cliche uh, teenager headspots with their parents on driving or, or could be like, or it could be like different sort of age groups of that. What advice would you have for anyone out there in the audience who's on the spectrum and is afraid to drive? Um, go at your own pace because I find driving, at least my perspective, is incredibly enthusiastic. It really just based on the person. You have a lot more auction, a lot more auctions when one way to believe. Um, like I like having having uh, driven for about about three years, which is crazy. I got to this point. Um, I just find that when you're inside the car, you can't control traffic and everything else. I and mean, that's a plot. That's pretty much an obvious. You could you could kind of master your own car. Like you know the tools that you may need, you know how your own car works. So we have a lot more choices to go through. And you also can plan out your own routes. Yeah, so it's like comfortable. Like if you don't feel comfortable with the highways or if you don't feel comfortable with snow, kind of play around with that. Kind of play around that and know what's kind of best for you. And please don't worry about age. Don't worry about age in case you're worried about being this age or that age for driving. I know, I've had friends that had a lot more uh, older older folks that weren't much later in their lives. So, yeah, another thing, just don't stress. Just do you, <laughs> do you, honestly. Andrew, what else would you like to talk about today that we haven't covered? Oh, yeah. Um, I could probably mention more of the uh, training courses and our other resources that are on, on my website. Again, uh, this series is start, is actually starting tomorrow, and I'm, I'm, accepting, I'm accepting a couple late notices, late notices, a couple, couple late people since it is starting tomorrow at 6 p.m. Uh, there's, again, there's handouts, and, with, and there's like two uh, kind of package deals. Um, package one comes with just the training courses and some resources. Uh, package two comes with a lot more perks. Uh, package two comes with uh, access to a resource library, and it contains a bit more state information of 
links like uh, DMV, uh, the manual, DMV, the website, and a few other additional stuff. Uh, some include the autism ID ones. Some states are still quite behind on that, but some places, do, but some states do have that ID thing and think of be voluntary. So it's like mixed resources. And then finally for package two, you get a personal 16 minutes consultation with myself. So that one has a lot, so that one has more perks. And you could go either way is pretty much entirely up to you. And outside of our paid services, we do have uh, free resources. Um, one of them being, if you go on the homepage of Driving with Autism, when you click on the left of the top left uh, icon, you much, and you will see an option of downloading our free to use an ebook, a 24 page um, book that kind of goes over a lot of the information on the website. It also has a lot of excellent visuals and it's written entirely um, by me and my team. And the visuals are really good. It's a very visually appealing book. I've seen it developed for a, for a good part of last year. It was really cool to witness. And then so finally- you do, have, you do have free materials and then you have paid courses, correct? Uh, yeah, it just adds to the overall value. And I, I have a lot more plans for additional uh, pages on the website. Tell our audience website. Oh, yeah. Um, it's www.autismdriving.com. We also have a Facebook page, uh, Instagram, and a LinkedIn page. Autismdriving.com. Got it. That's great. Two more things. Um, uh, one, we also have a blog post that comes with all the other resources on our website. Um, I'll be keeping it up to date with, with additional uh, blogs. Like our most recent two is how parents can navigate the journey. And the most very most recent is how to have safe and successful world trips. It's kind of like a mix of both autism context with a, with kind of additional with kind of common sense uh, driving. It's very interesting. Very and I have other topics. I'll try to find them at times. I'm hoping to have one out for winter driving since it's kind of out there. I'm something pretty basic. I'm not like I'm super intense like uh, driving schools, but something that people can grab and they can brainstorm brainstorm after a while so you're quite the self-advocate they've really just been a passion project i'm kind of like my own uh star wars in terms of fanpack i have no idea uh i have no idea i'd be a founder of this company like i didn't think didn't think i would get to this point never expected if i were able to tell my teenager self that we're doing this <laughs> uh, i guess <laughs> i guess my teenage self would be incredibly confused and also just wants to get back to playing a Pokemon game, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably the accurate response. <laughs> We're all glad you uh, you uh, focused and you went ahead and did driving with autism and uh, helping a lot of people because driving is important, especially, as you said, in areas where there just isn't any mm -hmm. real public transportation to get around. Oh, absolutely. Um, that's kind of why knowing your area and like knowing what options you have is going to make a world of difference, especially when one makes that transition to adulthood. Like if you know an area you want to live in, that you got to know what's around you, what makes sense for you. Like that can make a world of difference instead of just being stuck at one place and not having as much options as much you want. Great tool for regardless of that driving or not. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I like to think about the alternative transportation as well. We're not against buses. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pleasure to have you here. Driving with autism is certainly helping a lot of people. 
And um, we appreciate everything you're doing. And we hope you'll come back to visit Different Brains soon. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. I would love to be back here again. Exploring Different Brains is a production of Different Brains. Visit us at differentbrains.org.